welcome to episode 154 of the Chase the Red Goat podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are saying hello and goodbye. Uh-oh. As you have probably ascertained from the title of this podcast. I'm using posh words like oh. ascertain. So don't worry. We are not going anywhere. We are still going to be podcasting. We're still going to be doing all that as normal. So we're still going to be here and communicating with you all and just talking about lots of different types of things. But I am going to be saying goodbye to chasetheredgrape.com. Oh, gone. Yeah, so this is quite a big deal. I think because... Well, let's, let's talk about the reasons why I'm not going to be continuing with the website. First of all, it's very, very expensive. Mm. It's, it's a very expensive thing to pay out each year to have. And because I have moved from writing as being my way to communicate with you all into podcasting as my way to communicate, and I find that I can get my message across better from podcasting, or, well, both of our messages, um, I found that I wasn't really writing as much on the podcast. Now, I still love writing. I'm still writing, not so much being pregnant, but hopefully mm. things will go back to, to writing when um, I'm postpartum. But I just, it just wasn't a valid way of me getting my message across anymore. And I think lots of different bloggers have mentioned this, that people just aren't reading blogs anymore. Yeah, the kind of shift of how people get content has changed since you started your blog. Yeah, I mean, the two biggest forms of um, of communicating now are podcasting and Instagram. Yeah, so you writing an article or whatever, not even one that's particularly long, just doesn't really work it, as it well. It didn't seem to... Like, we have more listeners than we do readers yeah. on my website. So it's expensive. There's new forms of communication now. I'm much preferring podcasting. And I think that... It's really, it's a hard thing to try and comprehend because it's almost been seven years of my life. So I'm coming up to having had this website for seven years and it has seen me through so many times. So we, I started writing when we first moved to Glasgow and we had two years in Glasgow before we had our four years in Australia. And then, you know, now we've had our time back here hmm. in the UK. I thought, I, I knew, I had known for about a couple of years that I think this was coming. Mm -hmm. um, I think ever since we started podcasting, hmm. I was moving more towards that than writing on the blog. And when you did put something on the blog, it tended to be saying there's a podcast. Yeah. And so I, I feel like I kind of know it was coming. It feels strange because that is basically an online diary of my life and yeah. all the different things I went through for almost seven years. And that's, that's a big deal. And to be literally just shutting that off is 
is is quite um it's 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 quite overwhelming um i think the fact that i haven't actually written an article on there in quite some time i've just been using it to post podcast content yeah so almost like an archive yeah that helps um i think also what helps is the fact that i am in the very late stages of pregnancy now and i've just got other priorities yeah and i think that that's fair it's not something that you jumped to do as soon as you you know didn't write an article for two weeks you're like right okay i'm done it was okay well we'll just let effectively what you're doing is letting everything kind of just run out and not renewing it yeah ideally i'd love it if that could stay up forever yeah but But it's it's quite a chunk of money to you've got to do that the domain you've got the hosting pretty sure there's something else that i can't remember yeah well there's security there's all that kind of stuff so i'm keeping the domain name because i don't want anybody else to start writing on chaseredgrape.com yeah exactly and And probably have a basic kind of homepage that if someone went there for the podcast it would redirect well yeah maybe i mean it it kind of it what happens is um when i basic when i went self-hosting which means that you're in you're in charge of everything but because of that you need to pay for that yeah you can also break everything yeah um initially everybody who starts a blog starts with the cheapy free wordpress and And then when you take it more seriously, you go self-hosted and that's when it starts costing money. So I think it'll probably revert back to the cheapy WordPress and, you know, there's maybe a couple of years worth of stuff on there. Um, so, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm saying goodbye to my blog. And I think if you told me that like three years ago, I would have been like, What? No. Yeah, I think because it was so important for you, it was a little kind of bit of self-therapy and it did mean a lot. There's a lot of good memories on there as well. Like we spent the last few weeks backing it up. Well, that was a way to say, I think one of the reasons why I, I can also do this as well is the fact that we have found a way to back it up. And in a way that we can actually use. So it's quite easy to back up the site that kind of puts it in this container that only web techie people can use. But we actually found a way that we could effectively print it to PDF and we can pop that in our Dropbox and we can look back on it. And even me, like I was helping you out with that and printing it and stuff and just flicking through randomly. And it would just be like, you know, 17th of July. Oh, I remember that. That was good. We went there or we did that. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it, it's just nice memories. Yeah, and I think everybody who blogged around that period, especially 2013, 14, 15, there was a there was a lot of us and we put a lot of heart and soul into our blogs and mm. they were something we we were and are very proud of and yeah. mine morphed from being a personal blog to being more health and wellness advice lifestyle um crossfit was a big was a big um topic throughout um and i think as many of you know i had when i started my blog i was pretty much in the the depths of an eating disorder and initially 
that was something I did not talk about on the blog. You know, yeah. I wanted to be something else apart from that. And I always remember when I was able to finally confront the fact that I was going through this and I shared it with all my reader, uh, all my readers. And like, that was a big moment in my um, recovery mm. because that was basically, you know, there, there was family members who were reading that going, I didn't know you were going through this. Yeah. And, you know, that was, that was a big deal. And, you know, it really did help me through. It gave me a way of communicating my thoughts and feelings and so many other, so many other issues and so many other topics. And that in turn helped me communicate how I was feeling with my eating disorder as well. So it, it was all a way of just changing the way I communicated. Um, I think that when you've had a mental illness, I think when you're recovering and you realize that you can be this person you want to be but you have to figure out who that is you want to mm. be you have to figure out what changes need to be made you want to make and how you're going to make them and I think writing and having my blog enabled me to really become that person that healthy person that I wanted to be it put me on a path of studying to become a health coach you know mm. really looking at all forms of nutrition forms of exercise and finding a healthy way to balance both those things and eating a certain way and being active in a certain way and having that that healthy lifestyle that incorporates sleep and stress management and everything that everything that encompasses all of those things meant that when I was recovered, shall we say, yeah, um, meant I could go, wow, I just want to be healthy. It's not about being thin. Yeah. It's not about being looking a certain way or mm -hmm. acting a certain way or being what everybody thinks you should be. Health is something that only you can define yourself. It's just a change of perspective. Yeah. Almost. But it needed to... You almost needed to work through that. It wasn't that you just woke up one day and went, oh, I know, I, I've got it now. Yeah. So I'm really pleased that I've made this decision. I think it's the right decision. Um, I'm not regretting it. I'm not thinking, oh, well, what if I want to go back and do X, Y, or Z? No, I think it's completely the right decision. And I have made some amazing relationships with people all over the world. Um, there's a handful that I know I will continue to communicate with and will be friends with and they have meant so much to me and I would not have met them yeah. if it hadn't been for my blog and they mean the world to me and that's that's just fantastic. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think it's just time to move on and I'm really glad that I've got this podcast and can still... I'm really glad I can still communicate with you all. I'm really glad that we've got that backup where we can see everything I've written, all the pictures. Yeah. And, you know, our our baby when they grow up can can read what mum and dad got up to yeah. in Australia and you know, why ate one day back in twenty fifteen yeah. when, you know, if I think about it, I'd love to know what my parents had for lunch back in 1987 you know? <laughs> god I, I you know it's 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 those little things that i'm like 
I think that'll be fascinating both for us and for them. So I think, yeah. I mean, we even managed to back up the comments as well. So we yes. can see what people <laughs> reacted with certain things. So that's quite cool. Yeah. So it's all good. It's all good times. And yeah, I'm feeling really positive about it. Although there was so much content, I had to download them to individual years. I had to split it up. So like one year, I think the biggest year had a 1,200 pages. So it's not 1,200 posts, but it's just the equivalent yeah. when you put it onto a printed paper. So it just shows how much you were using it. Yeah, well, I think especially the first... Actually, I, I was going to say in the first few years, I wrote a lot. But I think in the first few years, I just wrote every day. Something every day, yeah. Yeah, and then when I was going through my health coach course... You know, I was I was morphing more into more um, educating and, you know, just talking about lots of different other things. And then, you know, when we were in Australia, it was a lot of, you know, what are we doing? What are we getting up to? Yeah. What's life like here? And then it was more, you know, writing from the health and wellness perspective. Um, I loved my five top tips on a Tuesday series. That was fun. Um that was always really good and I felt really proud of those articles and there's such, there is, I'm not meaning to toot my own horn, but there's some really good content there. So yeah. I'm glad that that's not being lost. But anyway, that's our goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> but we're also saying hello to preparing for the baby coming. At any moment. Well, not at any moment. Well, almost. By the time this goes out... I'll be hitting week 37, which in the UK is full term, which means that from next week onwards... Good to go. We would be good to go if they decided to come at that point. Yeah. Um, but will, will they? Who knows? I'm, I'm kind of hoping it'll be sooner rather than later because I don't want to be sitting there week 41, 42. I think you just need to say... I'm hoping they come sooner or later for obvious reasons. I don't think you really need to explain why. If a baby is full term and is absolutely fine to come out at any point, you go, do you know what? I'd like to just hang around for another four or five weeks. That sounds like fun. With this massive lump. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely feeling it now. I'm feeling the extra weight. I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling, you know, just more tired Things just take it out of you a bit more. And I think I think it's also one of those things that we've been working. Well, I haven't in equivalency at all, but we've been aiming towards this kind of time for so long. It seems like this was always so far away, and now it's here. And then it's kind of like, oh, it's here. Well, it, kind of maybe it's here or from now until like five weeks, maybe. So somewhere in between there, probably. Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. Just <laughs> just wait then, shall we? Okay. So because of that, because we know that they could basically turn up from now onwards, yeah. we have been doing the final preparations for them arriving. So uh, putting the car seat in the car. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> it's just a big lump of thing that you have to somehow navigate into a car seat. And we got the... 
the clever new system, well, relatively new, the Isofix thing. So it just it literally clicks into your car now. You don't even have to do anything with the seatbelts, and it's still like fiddly. And is it in? Right click, right? I think. Yep, good. Green lights. I think in order to be safe, it has to be so cumbersome as well. Like it has to be this big yeah, brute of a thing. It's designed to get, well, hopefully not, but it's designed that it could get smacked mm-hmm. and it would be okay. And it just seems so tiny. Like where you would put them, like the space is not very big, but I don't know. Well, we took our soft toy, uh, Joe the monkey, down with us so that we could practice putting something in and out of the car seat. Yeah, he's like a -a Build-A-Bear size toy. So I think think we've got it down. I think we know how it works. Yeah, he wasn't wriggling though, so... But I do think that... um, you know when people say that the drive home from the hospital is like the scariest drive you will ever do in your life? I I 100% like know that's going to be true. Yeah. Like uh, every pothole that you go on, you'll be like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then just be conked out in the back or yeah. screaming the whole way or some of the above. But at least the roads might be quiet yeah. depending when they arrive. Yes. It's like the first week that lockdown gets lifted so everybody goes bananas. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we also set up the the pram. Mm-hmm. So we've got our, our, our buggy pram set. Our travel system. Our travel, that's what, that's what they call it now, a travel system. Jeez. Oh. It's a buggy. Yeah. Um, so we decided not to do the, we've gone for the, the buggy and bassinet. Uh, rather than the the buggy and the car seat, yeah, the click in the car seat, and um, mostly because um, you shouldn't have them in one of those car seats for longer than two hours. And we were thinking, well, if we want to drive somewhere for the day and then take them out for a walk, they could end up being in there for longer than two hours, so it wouldn't be safe. So we just decided to go for the separate car seat, and then. Bassinet. Bassinet, um, which is fine because it means that our car seat lasts longer. Yeah, yeah. Than one of those like clicking things. And also, it's really cool. We've gone with them. Um, we've actually got a jogging stroller. Yeah. And that that's quite cool. So once they're, it has this stroller bit already in it. And then you basically like drop the bassinet on top. Well, you click it in. You don't just lop it on like it clicks into some slots but it's quite good because you know we've we've got that we've got the stroller ready for when we want to when that's applicable yeah um but it also means that the bassinet can double up as a moses basket yeah up in the house so that's a win-win and it's a jogging stroller because it's got massive wheels that can hit mountains and suspension yeah, it's a three-wheeler. Three-wheeler with like a pivot thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we are those people. It's quite big, so we've <laughs> nicknamed it the wagon. Yeah. We put it in the boot because we're just going to keep the kind of base frame in the boot rather than having to of lug. The, the boot of the car. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot what that. What do people call the boot in America? The trunk. 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 The boot. <laughs> trunk sounds so much better than the boot. The boot. <laughs> the back end. Um, so we've just left it in there because... With the bassinet, we just need to take that up and down. And if we're going for walks, and then we just pull it out of the car and click it in, even if we're walking from the house, rather than lugging this big thing up and down. Up but, and down the stairs, because we live in an apartment. Yeah. And 
I put it in the back of the boot and I was like, huh, kind of takes up the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And here's me before I go down going, I think it can just fit like long ways across the side and we'll have like two thirds of the boot still to go. And then I literally put it in and go, oh, I even have to take the wheels off. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a wagon. But it's really easy to put it up. It's just yeah. like a oh, twist yeah. and pull. No, it's, it's really easy. And but we've nicknamed it the wagon because it's yeah. just this massive I think we're thing. just going to have to put some like more toys and stuff on it because it's like all black. Yeah. So it looks really, it's like, yeah. it looks like the Adams family. Like It's an emo pram. wagon. <laughs> an emo wagon. <laughs> we'll just put like some My Chemical Romance stickers on it. And uh, oh, yeah, punk rock dear. stickers and it'll be good. You know, if this was all we were talking about, um, in this podcast and we hadn't talked about the website stuff beforehand, I would have genuinely titled this podcast The Emo Wagon. Get some, like, Vans logo on it, you know? No. Studded belt. Yeah, we could do that. Or not. That's what we're doing. No, I think we've got some, like, Peter Rabbit toys and stuff that we're going to put on there. Can we not get, like, a e- little emo doll? Is it... All right. No. <laughs> um, we also set up the cribs, so we've got one of those next to me... Um, cribs for Chico Chico um, for the first I don't know however long they, they can last in it it basically says until they can climb out the thing you're okay yeah so it means that they can be next to us yeah. um, so not in bed with us but next to us so that's yeah. that's good um, so it was good to get that set up and then also the hospital bag so I've got my hospital bag, David's hospital bag, and the baby's hospital bag. And that's what they recommend you do. Well, yeah, it makes sense to have separate ones. And I'm mostly, for mine, making sure that we just have the good snacks. Well, yeah, I mean, I can... See, this is where having a website to write a post would have been good because you'd write a post on what was in my hospital bag. But um, yeah, which, maybe, maybe which we'll, people don't read anymore. <laughs> maybe we'll talk about it on a podcast episode because it's it's actually really handy. I remember doing lots of Google searches um, to find out what what to put in your hostel bag. Maybe we do a podcast episode, obviously afterwards, and go. This was what was in my hospital bag. This was what was useful in my hospital bag yeah. because I'm sure there'll be stuff in it. I didn't need that. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Um, if all goes well and according to plan and is really uneventful, then we could be out within two to six hours of giving birth, which is the reality uh, in today's climate. But it was kind of a reality. Yeah, anyway. it was It was similar. I think you would have maybe stayed a wee bit longer. But, but only by an hour or two um, more max. But of course, you've got to prepare for the fact that you might be in for longer, there might be a complication, you might have to have a C-section, all that kind of stuff. So you kind of have to prepare for things not going to plan. And just hope for yeah. hope for the fact that you'll come back with loads of like stuff. We're stocked up if we do. But yeah, I mean, the, I think the most fun part of getting my hospital bag together was uh, definitely the snacks. Because we have to realise that going into a maternity unit during this whole pandemic means that there will be no shops open, mm. there will be no cafe or restaurant or coffee shops open within the hospital. The vending machines have all been shut off. You know, you can't use them. So there's actually no access to get any food within the hospital. And where our hospital is, it isn't near anything. So it wouldn't be like, oh, I'll just pop out and get something. Disappointingly, it did have a subway. I know. And that's now shut. I was thinking that would be such a nice, like, 
first meal after you've given birth. Like quite plain, but yeah. still stodgy and delicious. Yeah, it's not like you're going to go for meatball sub, cheese, <laughs> jalapenos, footlong, um, and a Coke. Okay, I may have had a Diet Coke and I may have gone for footlong, but the meatball sub, no. Yeah, that's, um, that's, your, that's your brother's special. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so pulling together all types of snacks, things that I know that I have eaten before, they work with me, they've got loads of energy. Um, One midwife that I spoke to had the wise words of treat labor like a a marathon. So how you would prepare for a marathon, prepare for You need to strap on a a water system (laughs) and have goo things well some people use the goo things because they're really easy and it's just instant energy you're going to go through so much energy so it's best to have everything there and also for once the baby's born you know if if you have to go up into a ward you might not have the same i mean they'll, they'll they'll provide you with food but it's maybe not as much as you would like or you know you could get put up to a ward at three o'clock in the afternoon Two yeah. hours ago, they did lunch. Yeah, you've you're not that. getting dinner for another three hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you you know you're hungry or whatever. So it's just kind of preparing for things, um, and with lots of higher energy foods. So I feel like I have bought Tesco's entire selection of Cliff bars, and I have I have this thing. So a lot of people with like nesting and stuff, and like you know making sure everything's clean in their house and prepared and stuff like that. And I feel like my nesting has come in the form of like, I don't have enough bars. I need to get more bars for my hospital bag. Yeah, I've got quite a few too though. So this is this will be where I'm, you know, we're there for like four hours and I've eaten everything. Well, David sees it as a challenge almost. I've got to get through my snack bag. Yeah, but if we're there for too long, I'll be like, damn. But I mean, you also have to realize that this snack bag might have to be like, a meal for you if it comes to like a meal time you're gonna be like right i will have a a cliff bar yeah. for my main or, or i'll do the opposite and i'll just not eat yeah i think just I'm, gonna, in case. I'm probably gonna have to tell you to eat which yeah. is madness <laughs> and uh i've also and, got a coffee in there yes and i think that uh oh and david i said to david oh get some chocolate digestives because i think they'll be quite good um that's a that's a biscuit um, and is, I did, which is a type of cookie. I feel like we don't need to translate. People have Google. Need to translate, yeah, that's true. Um, so David gets the biggest pack of chocolate digestives. You told me to get chocolate digestives. Did yeah. I get you chocolate digestives? You did, but there I, we go. But I just needed a small pack, and no, you got me this massive. You pack. always need the bigger pack. Okay, that's the rule in life. So initially, when you got that pack, because we were preparing, you know, in advance, when you got me that pack, it wasn't like complete lockdown yet. So I was like, oh, at least I can share them with like the staff or I can share them with like some other woman on the ward or whatever. No, no, it'll just be me now. Not me. Me, me, my baby. and Why don't I get a biscuit? That's why I bought a kilo of them. (laughs) You just have to work in my visiting times. No, just eat them during labour. Shall we just do these fun things like, it's kind of one of those, you know how everybody has a death row meal because... <laughs> a kilo of biscuits, that is no, death. No, 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 wait, wait, listen, wait, wait, listen wait. here, don't like hear me out. Um, and it, it doesn't matter what's in your death row meal, like calorie wise, yeah. because you, what you're... You're going to, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you're popping your clogs soon. So like, it's normally the most ridiculous yeah. meal on the planet. I feel like the same goes for when you're in labor. Like you're burning so many calories going through labor. Not that that's the point. Please note that I am not making this whole yeah, like yeah. calories in, calories out, burning off stuff. But you do need to fuel yourself. But you do need to fuel yourself. But what I'm saying is, if you were ever going to eat a whole large pack of digestive yeah. biscuits, this is probably the right time, apart from being on death row, yeah. to do it. Not that we can be on death row because we live in the UK and that doesn't exist, but never mind. Good. <laughs> Once again, you don't need to translate. <laughs> By the way, viewers, we don't have the death penalty here. Yeah, so maybe me and you can... Um, do you remember that Terry's Chocolate Orange advert like ages ago? Where like they did lots of different things. No, it wasn't Terry's chocolate orange. It was Jaffa cakes. Well, the full moon. The full moon total yeah. eclipse, and they did lots. God, imagine of things. doing that with a Terry's chocolate orange. Oh, <laughs> eat like seven segments. Ugh. Well, but, you could. We could maybe like just do fun stuff with chocolate digestives. Well, my logic is: as soon as we get there, as soon as we get into wherever our little area is, you crack open the biscuits. Yeah, and we have a snack corner, and they're just there. Now, never mind the fact that, like, I've read that loads of women are completely nauseous. I was about to say. But, um, but I'll that's, be fine. That's Aww. also why they tell you that when you're in early stages of labour and you're at home, fuel up. Like, and eat, eat, hydrate. Eat, eat and drink. Yeah. That was my instruction. I have to make you drink a lot of water. And eat. And eat. Yeah. Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> sip, biscuit, sip, biscuit, sip, biscuit. Have you been a have you been a good Jen? Okay, you can have a biscuit. How many biscuits have you had this hour? Only seven. Ridiculous. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah. Oh me, right. We're gonna end it on that note, on the biscuit note. But um but yeah, so both I don't I don't think saying goodbye to the website has left me too sad. I think the time's right. I think it would have been harder if we hadn't worked out how we could like print it. Yeah. Not how... physically. We haven't done that. That's too many that's like four trees. But, like, to have it. Yeah, yeah. I think now that I know that I've got everything backed up and I have access to it, I'm pretty happy with that. Hmm. So, um, and then, but I think also it's made easier knowing that we're saying hello to our little one very soon. So, exactly. so that'd be really good. But we'd like to know any thoughts you have on this. Um, have you given birth? What was in your hostel bag for snacks? Very How many important. biscuits per hour is realistic? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you eat at all? <laughs> Do we need to translate? Do we need to translate this this podcast? Yeah. I've always said no to Jen that we don't need to. Yeah. But you feel you feel that we need to. I don't know. I think it's because sometimes the difference between English and American English is so different. It's like when we moved to Australia and we'd just be like, what? Oh, yeah. And yeah, Australian as well as can be a bit different as well the main one in australia that always threw me was people when they were talking about their pants but that's the same in america too i know but it still means underwear to me no matter how long i lived in that country so when someone went oh you've got really nice pants i was like excuse me how dare you <laughs> so there you go that's what's that if you're somewhere else in the world apart from the uk you have learned that we don't we call our underwear pants and we fully explain the thing the and other trousers thing. are trousers no, we have a lot of words for that. Trousers, joggers, tracky bottoms. <laughs> yeah, but it's mostly trousers. Like, yeah, like, if it's got two legs, they're trousers. Jeans. Yeah, but you could still call jeans trousers. But pants are and will always be underwear. Certainly. Unless you're calling them knickers. Oh, yeah. Because women's pants are called knickers. Depends. You might still call them pants. 
Yeah, I don't think men would call their pants Snickers. Oh, no. No. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent here. You know how to get in contact with us. Chase the red grape at outlook.com. That, e- that email address will still be perfectly working. So exactly. you can use that whenever you want. You can also head over to Instagram at chase the red grape and you can leave us a DM or you can comment on the post that goes along with this episode. That's it for this week, folks. We'll see you all next week for more fun chat and discussion. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.